0: We are going to start the show today talking about that attack that took place in downtown Vancouver this past weekend. And we're hearing from one of the victims of a machete attack. He explained to Global News exactly what happened and what let, left him with very serious head injuries.
1: And he started stabbing with a big machete and out this little girl's fingers. She looks like she's 12 years old when like she's 20. She looks like she's 12. He chucked her, her fingers off, chucked her in the head. Shot me in the head three times, shot my back and my neck, and um, he said, apparently he sat some other people in there too. he just went crazy and he said, said want to he was on fire. What I heard was a pop, I heard a, a, an explosion, and I went in the hallway and I saw like gasoline. So he poured gasoline in his room and lit his room on fire. He went and started stabbing people.
0: Are you, not,
1: are you okay? With- no, I'm not. I mean, hi, i my head in my head.
0: All right, so he was saying. Chomped there he uh, is one of the victims he has several staples in his scalp but he uh, said that he left hospital that uh, was victim Cecil Cochran. Uh, you might have heard some of his comments as well on the Mike Smith show and he was speaking with Grace Key a reporter at Global News. Uh, we also heard from another witness to this attack who, who uh, explained in great detail and I get that these details might be disturbing to some but just to get a better idea of how gruesome and serious this attack was. Was. Not only was Cecil Cochran, who you just heard there, slashed in the head, having to get emergency treatment for a very serious cut to the head. Uh, you heard him talk about one of the other residents of that building above the Roxy in downtown Vancouver. A woman, uh, she's a very small woman. He said 12. She's not a 12-year-old. He said she's about a 20-year-old woman, but a very small frame. Her fingers were chopped off. With the machete, the machete wielding suspect. Uh, this witness also described how another person uh, was sliced on an angle uh, from the neck, shoulder area, right down his chest, and another person as well slashed right from the base of the neck and and right down his front. This is, I mean, horrific. Doesn't even begin to explain what happened at that building on uh, the weekend. We have a statement from the mayor of. Vancouver as well, uh, following that attack on August 6th. Right now, though, we're joined by Nolan Marshall, who's the president and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. Nolan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today.
1: Thank you for having me this
0: afternoon. Uh, How do you respond or when you hear the details of what happened and what unfolded Mm -hmm. on Granville Street on August 6th?
1: uh first and, and foremost we we center uh the victims uh and that, that's where our, our our greatest level of concern is uh it's an unfortunate situation uh, and it's it's one that we've got to address both the short and long term uh causes for
0: How do we even begin to start doing that?
1: I think again you you've got to uh whenever we're talking about mental health or addiction or homelessness uh, oftentimes, we think about those from the perspective of uh, businesses, which I, I certainly represent. But I think in order to uh, arrive at the situation, or arrive at the solution that's appropriate for the community, you've got to remember to, to center the people that are living in that experience the most, the most vulnerable. Uh, and I think long term, the province, the city, has to figure out how to provide appropriate housing for those individuals uh, with complex care solutions, with uh, Mental health professionals, with healthcare professionals, uh, and reconsider whether or not uh, housing the most vulnerable within an entertainment district uh, in substandard conditions is really the best thing for those individuals.
0: And uh, the mayor's statement that he released about this, he released a statement yesterday uh, about what happened, saying that uh, one of the parts of the statement says that uh, that in many major cities across BC, including Vancouver, have been bearing the bearing the brunt and resulting tragedies of an under-resourced mental health and justice system that endangers the safety of the community, first responders, and law enforcement. Uh, is that kind of passing the buck, though, to say that that it's the provincial government, it's the justice system, it's the mental health system that aren't doing their part and that that's what's leading to this?
1: I wouldn't characterize it as passing the buck, more so just acknowledging uh, the reality of the, the conditions on, on the street that we're seeing right now, uh, whether it's the encampments the encampments on these hastings or whether it's the conditions in these SROs. Uh, these are serious problems that are going to require a federal, provincial, and municipal response in order to solve the long term issues this isn't uh, this is certainly a tragedy, but it's not something that just popped up overnight these These conditions that have led to this sort of tragedy have been building for quite some time.
0: Right, and and so certainly, it's not something that's going to be solved overnight. But like you say, it's also not something that happened overnight. So why do you think there wasn't more attention paid to this, or or people didn't see that if we didn't do something, we were going to find ourselves exactly where we do now?
1: I, I don't know if it's it's a lack of attention. I, I think it's a matter of, of properly resourcing the problem. When you when you do away with mental health supports, whether that be Riverview. Uh, Or whatever it may be called in in many communities across North America, we've seen a lack of investment in the type of facilities that properly treat individuals uh, who are going through mental health challenges, who are going through addiction challenges. And we've seen that under-resourcing of that, that solution, the mental health solution, for quite some time.
0: And Nolan, I wanted to ask you as well, because there are so many issues here. When we're talking about mental health, when we're talking about the justice system, if we're talking about repeat offenders or people that uh, maybe are, and, and even if, even goes to things such as shoplifting, we know there are people that have, been, that have had numerous encounters with police but are still out there uh, with that so-called revolving door. So what do you do when now, and I know you've talked about the very bad reviews on TripAdvisor and other places from tourists, uh, people who live in the community are afraid uh, to go out how do we deal with with that negative consequence of the reputation of the city
1: so i think you can you can address that one or you can address this in multiple ways um, when i write through trip advisor reviews of, of tourists and again i think when you when you think about solving the problem you think about solving the problem for the people uh, who are experiencing living in those conditions because it's a livability issue for them. You solve the problem for the workers who are working in those neighborhoods and for the people who who live there. Uh, tourists are not where I center uh, how I solve go about solving the problem. It's uh, it's great to have tourists coming into our community and, and spending money, but it's a it's a problem that Vancouverites are experiencing uh, every day. I think one of the ways that you go about addressing it is to increase the level of support that you have for the things that are positive in the community. Uh, this weekend, we kicked off the first of four Granville promenades where we closed Granville Street down during the day and invite families back to Granville Street to experience Granville Street in a different way. Uh, last year when we did a similar event, we surveyed people on Granville Street, and 90% of the people when we were activating the street with music, with arts, with family act- activities, with games, said they felt safer on Granville Street. So there, there are ways that you can you can both deal with the prolific crime problem that you should be addressing, uh, houselessness and complex care for people who are dealing with mental health and addiction problems. But there are also things that we can do in our community to support those things that make the community more livable for the people who who live in the community that make the community more attractive uh, for people who who visit from. Uh, other provinces or from other countries and who and, and make the community more livable with people who work in the community. Uh, we can make those types of investments as well.
0: All right. So, well, Nolan, we'll leave it there for today. But as always, thank you so much for making the time uh, to come on to talk about this. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.